Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. Home theater in my bathrobe. I can see you in your bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, I was in my bathrobe. Uh, it's a it's a luxurious bathrobe that uh, Jimmy Kimmel got me some years ago for like Christmas. It's uh it's lovely, and I thought, well, as long as I'm working from my house, uh, what am I changing into my street clothes for? So uh, I just came down in my uh, bathrobe, and we'll do it uh, super casually. Matt's over in his den. Simon Pagano, the last guy to win the Indy 500, is uh, Indy driver is going to be with us in a couple of few. Uh, News, well, things, things to complain about. Mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at a uh, episode of uh, Adam Carolla Goes Racing, and uh, I was, it was the, I, we're sending it over to somebody to see if they had some interest in making it into a TV show or whatever, and right smack dab in the middle of my race with the Newman's uh, GT1 car, there we had a warm-up lap. Now, people say to me, hey, Adam, how do you know it's a warm-up lap? How do I know it's a warm-up lap? I didn't edit it together. I mean, you got to think of it. Let's look at it through my perspective. All I think is I'm watching footage from a race that's edited together, right? But but how do I know it's a warm-up lap? Well, I know it's a warm-up lap because the cars are zigzagging trying to get heat into the tire and it never goes above 4,000 RPM. Yeah. Which is, I would argue... Nobody's passing. Nobody's racing. (laughs) Nobody's racing. Now, I would argue that that's not only a visual, but it's an audible. And like, you're, you're, you, you have two ways. Like, when you edit, you have your ears and you have your eyes. This does both of them. This is... People going down a straightaway and zigzagging slowly. I, I, I just, I can't figure out why it makes it into the film every time. It's half speed down a straightaway while everyone is zigzagging. First things first, did anyone ever zigzag down that straightaway during the rest <laughs> of this race? If well, the answer is no, what makes this lap different from the others? <laughs> It would be an interesting part of racing if that's what everybody had to do was, oh, on this part of the track, you have to zigzag. Right. Yeah. So I had this super satisfying conversation with Nate where I said, Nate, for the 28th time, when we do these race videos, we can't have warm-up laps. We can't have footage of warm-up laps in the body of the race that we cut together. And then he goes... I go, I was zigzagging down the straightaway. And he goes, yeah, on that one, you were talking about putting heat into your tires. And I said, no, no, I wasn't. It'd be great if I was. I mean, it'd be great for you. It'd be great for you if I was talking about that. Chris, you probably heard this conversation a few times, which is, I know you wish I was talking about putting heat into my tires because then it would fit what I was doing. But I'll go back and look at the tape anyway. And I went back and looked at the tape, and all I said was, now it's time to rejoin the race. Or, you know, it was no, it, it, it's warm-up lap. It's, 
I don't know what's wrong with me that I'm obsessed with this, or is there anything wrong with me? I, I think the issue is the guys editing it and who are in charge of creating this are not obsessed with it, right? Like, why... Why can't they be obsessed it, with me being obsessed with it? <laughs> well, it wouldn't even be on your radar if it doesn't keep happening again and again and again. It would just be like, that looks good, makes sense, let's send it out. But now we're here. In your I, I, there's robe something about, about cutting together race footage that just escapes people. Like, even when they go, now it's time to rejoin the race. I started passing cars. It just me and another car alone on a long straightaway where there's no other cars on it. Yeah. I don't, why, why do they do that? There's like, there's so much footage of so many cars. There's so much going on. Why? What is that? Why do they detune everything? I don't get it. I, I, that's a good question. I would say, is there a way for us to not film the warm-up laps? But there's not. When the car is moving, there's nothing we can do. We can't take that out of the equation, right? Because well, I don't know how I, else to fix it. I guess we could just take the raw footage and go, before you do anything, erase the warm-up laps. Just get it out of the footage. If you don't have it, then you can't put it in there. It seems well, also, silly the warm, that that's the what you have warm-up lap is the first lap, so you can just go past the it's, – it, Nobody shoehorns or sneaks in the warm-up lap in between the sixth and ninth lap. They, <laughs> it's always at the beginning of the race. Yeah. So don't use the lap from the beginning of the race. Or maybe I'll just hold my hand over the camera or something like that while we're doing the warm-up lap. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bizarre. It's a bizarre world to live in where you're, Really, one of your one of your small asks is don't put this super slow, weird warm up lap shit in the body of this race that you're constructing. But good news, you have nine other laps to choose from. Yeah, and then it gets in every time. Now you know what happens every time. The editors like it when you're warming up the tires because there's movement. Right. Which is a whole right. other conversation. It took them two years to figure out that's what we need to show movement. It's not just a picture of you staring out the window straight, not not shifting, not throttling, not doing anything. We're like, you got to show movement. When you cut in the car, we need some movement. And right. now they're like, well, we found the most movement. And that's the warm-up laugh. <laughs> Everybody is zigging and zagging every direction. Yeah. I don't mind. It looks like something, but anybody who knew anything about racing would think these guys are idiots. Yeah. They? It's, it's, it's funny, and I know I brought this up before, but uh, almost every night, late night, on like Stars or something, they show reruns of Miami Vice, the TV show, and they always do that montage. They're playing some Jan Hammer, Hammer song and, yeah. and Crockett's in his Testarossa in the middle of the night going by the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami four times, by the way. I don't know why he keeps yeah. circling the hotel. And every time they cut to him in the car, he's shifting. You yeah. would think there's 37 gears in a Testarossa, but the editor's like, got to show some movement. You got a drama in his face. Click, 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 click. I- He's you know, constantly shifting, and it's fantastic. Speaking of that, I was watching a Ford v. Ferrari <laughs> over the sequestration, and 
there's a couple of things in there that uh, in the racing world that they don't quite get right, which is um, <clears throat> first things first, that part where two guys are going down the Molson straight and uh, Christian Bale looks at the evil guy from Ferrari and then he looks at him and he looks at him and then you see Bale's foot push down and yeah. go past him like for the love of Christ, people who make racing movies, when guys are on straightaways, they're just planted the whole time. There's no, look at him, look at me. All right, now I'm going. Like, you just go flat. You, you go flat, you grab the next gear, you go flat again. There is no, okay, now I'm pulling away from you, move. I, they always do that. And then the big, and I'll let you try to solve this riddle, the the big deal was <clears throat> the pivotal part of that movie is uh, Lorenzo Bandini was looking at him and looking at him. And right about the time that uh, Ken Miles just went, well, now I'm going to floor it. He floored it and started to take off. And Lorenzo Bandini was next to him and he's in his Ferrari and they're showing the tachometer. It's like 9,200. Like, and he's like, ah, and, ah, boom, it blows up and he's out. Now, that car is either not geared right or Bandini didn't grab the next gear because right. it's not going down the Molson straight at 9,200 RPM. That's, it's 1966. <laughs> that car's red line was 7,000 or 7,200 or whatever it is. The car, they don't have that car geared. He's either in a lesser gear. He either would have shifted or they wouldn't have geared it that way. What are they? Are they, are they, they trying going? to, are they trying to show that he's going beyond the limits of the engine just to stay ahead? Like he knows it's a 7,200 RPM engine. I mean, nine's a little high, but, but, are they trying to say he he has to go beyond the red line? This is cold trickle blowing the engine, like that kind of thing. Like there's the only way, you know, because well, if he was if he was pushing it, but he was still like in the safe zone of of you know seven thousand to seventy two hundred, maybe it doesn't seem as extreme. Although, you know, well, but, but what's, the two thousand RPM extra seems a little. But what's happening? Is he? There's no more gears to grab. There's no more gears to grab or, uh, well, but, but <laughs> would that car go to 9,000 RPM at the know. end, like in fifth gear? Like here's the point at a certain point, as long as the Molson straight is, you'd run out of straightaway. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think those cars were geared to feather it in fifth gear or feather it in fourth gear, like all the way down at Molson. I think they just planted it. And at some point the wind, stop them at 218 or whatever they were doing. I don't know. Maybe Simon, Simon Pagano, is he driven at? Um... Oh, is, is Pagano done Lama? I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember, but he does quite a bit of sports car racing too, I believe like with Acura. So we should, we should find out from him. If uh... you see, 2009, he drove in the 24 hour of Lama in LMP one for Corolla Sport Team. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Lamar. Oh, it's at the it's at the bottom. It says, "Well, no, I." You say two thousand one, or you mean two thousand eleven? Two thousand nine. Oh, sorry, two thousand nine. I got two thousand eleven one. So sorry, second at the twenty four yeah. hours of Lamar. 
Double check that. The notes say, yeah, second place in 2011 at Lamar. Oh, sorry. He's done two, 2008 to 2011. I just was reading one of the years. But, yeah, best finish, uh, second place in 2011. And what was he driving? Do we know? I'm just curious if it was one of the prototype cars or if he was you know a what I love car. about uh, Kalen? Thanks for listening. Kalen puts these things together. <laughs> what yeah. did Lamar <laughs> – all right, there's uh, there's 15 bullet points. Uh, Lamont's at the very bottom of the page. Uh, above it, a few spots is won the Champ Car Atlantic in 2009 with the team Australian as rookie season, which is all great information. But I think we'd rather talk. Lamont should probably make it higher up on the list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> considering I think we talk about Lamar every single show, <laughs> wouldn't Lamar make it up the up higher up in the facts in the facts department? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, um, all right. So uh, we'll talk to uh, whenever Simon Pagano is on Max Pata. We'll talk to uh, Simon Pagano. Um. So. Uh, anyway, I don't like I'm tired of the move in racing movies where they look at each other and then floor it and pull away because I wish that was a possibility. But every time I've raced somebody and you're next to them on the straightaway, everyone has got it floored. There is no flooring. it. That's just it's that's how it is. And then there's a version of that in the in the turns or coming out of the turns. One one could possibly work in to a movie but not in the straightaway especially not when you're well down the straightaway right no right but so instead of the ferrari tacking out at uh at 9200 rpm maybe just the bolts in his floorboard should come loose and that should pop out (laughs) (laughs) i do love that uh i do love that i always miss that i love that part of of fast and furious one yeah uh, well, the thing the thing I the thing I like about uh, that is the conceit that that car even has that in it. That's the conceit. Yeah, like there is the thing about in a unibodied car like an RX seven, where you put your feet in terms of the passenger <laughs> side. Yeah, that is that is a sheet of metal that weighs about as much as a roll of Saran wrap. Like yeah. Right. So there is no weight savings. There is no weight savings to trying to cut out that floorboard. And then add a bunch of bolts. And add a bunch of bolts. So, (laughs) but there is another possibility. And that possibility is an access panel. Okay. Except for there is nothing but the ground underneath (laughs) where your feet are. I get it. Like some, like, like if they, if that thing is on the firewall and it's like, hey, to get to this starter, you have to pull the engine, but we put this access panel here and now we can get to the starter through the through the firewall. Yeah. That'll uh, oh, buy. Or the other way around, you got to go through the floor to get to something inside the car. You would think to his super secret nitrous bottles underneath the seat cushion, but doesn't the access panel floors give away <laughs> the, the idea of the super secret nitrous like hey i don't see any nitrous bottles but i do see a really odd bolted access panel what's that for 
nothing. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.